I know you do, um, and I, well, I don't know if you're still doing, but I know you did live streaming a lot uh, on the Facebook and stuff. Did you, uh, did did you use any any like streaming thingies like Streamlabs or OBS, or did, or were you using just like straight on like through your phone or something? How were you doing it? Yeah, well, I started doing the live streams when the pandemic started, and uh, I've I guess it's been almost three years now. I've been going pretty much every Wednesday. You're still so, doing it. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's great. Uh, it, people tune in every week, and it's it it's really changed. It's helped me grow as just like a public speaker. Or, bannering or even what we're doing right now because yeah. i'm like very naturally shy and i didn't used to talk very much during my shows and mm. like <laughs> but i love to talk to myself <laughs> like, <laughs> i get sick of hearing my own voice too but <laughs> i do not shut up when i'm alone they're yeah. so like so something about being in a room alone kind of gives that feel like you are alone but people are watching you still but it's kind of kind of let loose some of my inhibitions with with that kind of thing and yeah i normally um i just play acoustic guitar through this through the phone speakers like i've i know i know people that like get really far into that and then like have so many technical difficulties so it's if you're not doing it right it's like it's hard but well you know what i it, that's the thing that I've learned from TikTok, right? Is the those TikTok lives? There's just some people who have their phone and and, and their guitar or whatever they're playing, and they're not, nothing special, and they'll still have like ten thousand people in there watching them. I think it's coming to that point where people aren't really caring. They're just. They're, I think people are just sort of latching on to personality, and you know, of course, they're fans of the music. But I think that's just part of it. I think it's just hanging out with people in in, in a digital space. Um, it, it's so like, but but like you don't see that so often on Twitch, right? Like, because Twitch is a very. Um, I mean, it's very catered to like all the little things floating around and sound effects and you know the, the woos and such. Uh, but it's, it, it, but you do see the cell phone situation when it comes to like the, 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 the e-girls, they'll have, uh, there's a lot of girls who, or ladies, I should say, um, who should, uh, they're not young girls. Well, they are young girls, but they're, but they're, I think they're, they're supposed to be over 18, I guess. In any case, uh, I don't really hang out in those streams that often, mainly because it's boring to me. But but you'll see a lot of those ladies using their cell phone by pools and bikinis and stuff because there's this weird rule for Twitch is that you got to be by a body of water if you want to wear a bikini or anything like that. So they also have like inflatable hot tubs in their basement. And so they'll just be jumping around in their like their, ba <laughs> in their basement in a hot tub. And I mean, there's a whole there's a whole category for hot tub streams. But in any this case, is, this is me. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> bro, Twitch goes off. Twitch goes off. And, and that's the thing about Twitch and, and TikTok live, you know, and YouTube. YouTube has a lot of this stuff going on as well. But it, it's, it's TikTok is more centered for uh, or aimed at, at, at kids, I guess. And so you got to be more careful about it. But 
Actually, I just saw this funny TikTok this morning where it's getting, it's becoming popular to, for girls to sort of be naked, but they sort of fade their image in the background. So it's like, um, it's sort of like a, a circumventing the, the algorithm. And, and so they're still getting their like thought on, but they're also like just sort of hanging out like, uh -huh, but they're like, there's a pair of tits just hanging out, but it's faded in the background. So it's kind of getting missed by the algorithm or, or, or the, the bots, you know? So in any case, there's, yeah, that, um, there are so <laughs> many rabbit holes with that. <laughs> it is, man. TikTok is a, is a prostitute. I, I can't even deal with it. Uh, but I, I, I kind of wanted to go back to your talking to yourself because I, I think that's like an interesting way because I'll do that too. Uh, and I think it's sort of an interesting way to sort of expound your thoughts and stuff like like to sort of work out ideas. And because and, I'll just be walking around and I mostly do it by myself because I don't want to just walk around like <laughs> I got a family around here. I don't know, uh, which they wouldn't care if I did, but it would just be weird for me. I, I don't know. Do you do you feel like you, you're, that's sort of a part of your process of, of thinking and, and, and working things out? Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm an only child, so like nice. I never had any siblings, and I currently live alone in the woods, <laughs> like hermit out for long periods of time before I go on tour and stuff and record. Wow. I have my home studio here. So yeah, I find myself talking to myself a lot, mm. and uh, it's I, especially when I get excited. It's like around my second cup of coffee in the morning, mm. I'm just going off, <laughs> just having like a full-on just revelations with myself on my porch but uh but yeah i mean i think it does have a lot to do with my thought process too because because i think it's and i've actually i've been making a new resolution with myself that when i get into that that mind state to uh to pick up a pen and start writing instead of mm. just talking to myself because it's actually it is like kind of it is sorting through ideas and like kind of just laying thing out, everything out on the table for myself, you know? Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I'm the older I get, the less uh, self-conscious I am about my weirdness. Yeah. So it's like totally comfortable with the fact that I talk to myself sometimes a little too comfortable. I've, I've noticed that now I'll start kind of doing it while I'm walking around in public <laughs> catch myself and be like people are probably thinking maybe i should just like put one of those little uh those little earbud phone things in my ear there just you go so, just <laughs> so don't creep people out i mean or or you you could go the other direction lean into it just start wearing like old work clothes that are all raggedy and just be like that guy <laughs> who just walks around the hood just like you know oh mr cooley uh <laughs> All the all the kids will. <laughs> well, it it's uh you know, but I I like that I like that you're um, sort of experiencing that too because that in my old I mean I'm not like to this place where I can just like start farting and picking my nose in public you know like I, but I feel like that's oh, coming. <laughs> but but yeah like getting more comfortable with with who who i am as a person being more comfortable in my own skin um that it, it, it i just i don't care you know what i mean i don't i don't like at work i don't even notice it but i'll just like burp real loud and it'll be in, in front of like nurses and shit uh and, and they don't 
I don't even think about it. And they're just like, what the, excuse you. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't. I'm married. I have a child. I don't care. You know, like, I'm not trying to hit on anybody. I'm not trying to impress anybody. Uh, but, and, and like, I don't know. How long, did it take you a while to get comfortable on stage? Is that, it, was that one of the things that you really had to overcome? Well, with actually performing and playing music, not at all. That yeah. has always been really natural to me. But more of the more the the other things around it, particularly like banter or like telling a story about a song or you know it's because you you see performers do that in so many different ways anyway. Some performers just don't even look at the audience and never say a word, and then others have these verbose stories that they've scripted that they almost repeat verbatim every time. Yeah. And I kind of like to try to stay in between that and like. Like I said, from the like the live streams and stuff, that really helped me kind of do do that. Allow myself to talk it to myself in public. <laughs> so, uh, Dude, so that's okay. yeah. I mean, I try I try to not be scripted, but I do have my sort of wheelhouse of of different you know one liners or little stories or anecdotes about a song that I'll throw in now. Or or I have a couple songs now that are I've been starting to write funny songs here and there which is because they've got a lot of really like sad singer song songs <laughs> right like myself out so i've you know i have these different songs that are almost a little bit interactive now where like people will make dinosaur roars or howl like coyotes and i love it you know it's yeah. it makes it more fun for me too and i'm glad it it yeah because i i have you know I, I grew up in like a really small you know went to a really small high school and very like rural area and you know grew up i've always been kind of a kind of a, a shy country mouse so like so but i've always like since i was 13 i've been extremely compelled knowing that it's been my calling to write songs and perform and i haven't stopped since then and so a lot of things that I had a lot of weaknesses with that didn't come as naturally. I've been refining over 20 years. So yeah. Hopefully I'm a little, <laughs> a little better now. Right. Well, and that's the other thing, right? It's like when, you, when you're talking to like young musicians who are just sort of getting into it and, they, and then they, they, they approach you as like, how do you, you know, how do you get stage presence and how do you, how, where, how do you get your confidence? It's like, well, do it for 20 years and <laughs> you'll probably figure it out too. Uh, yeah. Do it, do it consistently for 20 years. I should, I should add. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny too, because I mean, you change over 20 years as a person too. So it's, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had moments probably in the past five years of, of playing shows where I've, I've experienced stage fright more than I ever had when I was younger for wow. like different reasons where I like feel like this is really important or, mm -hmm. or something happens where I, you know, forget something and feel unprofessional and I get in my head about it. And, yeah. you know, it's still easy to psych yourself out, you know, you, but it's, uh, but it's all about, you know, experience. It's just like, if you've been through all that and you know how to roll with the changes and make the show go on and, uh, and you know, how to handle those things. Cause it always happens, you know, you're going to get nervous. You're going to, you're going to make a mistake. Something's going to be awkward. You know, <laughs> it's just like, 
just got to roll with it. Yeah, I used to take that shit to heart too. Like if I messed up, it's like, man, I fucked up the third verse and I hit the wrong key and I would sit there and be like, God damn it. But as you sort of go through it over and over again, you realize it's like, well, probably the only person that knows that is you and probably maybe your bandmates. Oh, yeah. And, and, well, and it, like it, you've, like I've definitely had moments multiple times where I'll be playing a show and either the stage sound is really bad or I hear something out of tune or I know there's mistakes being made. And in my head, it's just like, just this apocalyptic show where it's just like this, like I'm going to walk off stage and like put my tail between my legs and never play music again or whatever. And yeah. like, it's a dream, you know? And like, then afterwards, everyone's like, that was a great show. And you just, sometimes you just have to like, you, you have to learn how to gauge things too, where it's just, man, it's not really about what you think. Like you do have your bar that you set that you want to meet, but you know, when you're performing for people, it's like judge, gauge it by the people that are listening to you. Cause if everyone's having a good time, it doesn't matter if the sound isn't perfect or string breaks or whatever there's, you know, it all real. And that's where being able to carry the show with a little banter too, kind of, comes in handy too when things do go wrong or there's a little weird something weird you can crack a joke about it and keep the audience engaged oh yeah you know, all little things that are just like little tricks to keep that I've accumulated over the years to keep under my hat because shit goes wrong man <laughs> you know yeah no and there's i there's nothing wrong with that that you know like not having those tools like you know having little one-liners little quips here and there those tools are, are are so important because if anything, you have that to rely on and not as like a crutch or anything, but it's something to move the show forward. So if something weird does happen and you have that and you can just sort of go into it or I, 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 I don't like this idea that there's, um, I, I don't know. I mean, like the idea of having things pre-planned like that or having... Um, I, I, and there's not too many people who still feel like that, but like being in them, you know, there's certain artists who are purists who are like, you know, I'm in the moment and I tell, it's like, no, fuck you. It's like, th there's, you're here to entertain people. You're here to keep people's attention and you're here to, you know, you do a job and, you know, and, and create a fun environment. So it, there's nothing wrong with, with having these sort of these tricks and these tricks, that's a shitty word. It cheapens it, but you know, having these 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 little quips to to sort of back you up and, and get you out of sticky situations because it's well, you have to, yeah, whatever whatever kind of performing you're doing or mm. or public anything really, it's yeah. just just I mean, you know, it's just on live TV the other morning and and you know, it's just <laughs> there's those moments where it's just like where it was like, wait, this is, this is live. Like <laughs> I can't mess up right now. Yeah. So you don't, you know, or if you do something, you're like, you know how to just roll with it. Cause it's, it, yeah. It's, it's I, becoming comfortable with yourself, I think has a lot to do with it. And, and as I got more comfortable on stage and like doing, you know, even, even doing TV spots and stuff like that, like, which I haven't done a million of them or anything, but like doing it enough, going into live studios or going into studio, going to like doing the morning news, you know what I mean? Like, you know, silly stuff like that. I guess it's not silly, but in any case, it can be silly. In my head, it can be silly sometimes, but it, it you know, like 
you do you you do gather this confidence and you do gather this um uh, reliance on yourself where it's like you, you, you trust yourself. It's like, if you're nervous about a situation, like, like, you know, going into any situation for me, it's like, well, I've done this a thousand times. I've, I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm nervous and recognizing the, the feelings, but also having that trust in myself. It's like, oh, I can just, I know I can do this. This is something that's in my wheelhouse. This isn't my first time doing this. I am very well equipped for this, even if you're not feeling well equipped for it. it, it and that's just shit that builds over time. It's those it's those little bastards that come out swinging that that that, that just have, you know, electric stage presence and they're just from from the time they just step on stage from the time they leave, you know, it it's when they're young to me it's always it's always, it was always mind-boggling to see very young people who had their shit together and who could do all these things and and who was really good at what they did and it's just it took me a long long time you know it took me until at least yeah, until my 30s more, to get to that yeah because the more you do it the more you kind of realize just how much all of that really takes you know just to be to be like a prince level performer yes. you know like the it's the amount of of detail that's put into that it's just like yeah they that is an absolute like giant machine and foolproof system you know where it's just like you know a lot of those guys they you know every every motion they make on a stage is intentional you know yeah. it's like down mm-hmm. to a science but also like down to a passion as well. It's like oh, they yeah. kind of like, like letting go and feeling this because that's like when I was really young, starting to make music. It's just like you see someone performing, or you just if they're doing the job well, you just see them as having the time of their lives, right. which is infectious. That's what I've learned, and mm-hmm. like like even playing solo shows or even playing with my band, like like we all have have like this recent kind of kind of agreement where it's like we just bring our best energy to the stage no matter what's going on before then so that when we're making music we're prepared and we make sure we're having a good time because if we're not having fun up there or we're worried about something or or not our head's not in the game it's not it doesn't have that infectious quality to it and there's so much put into that you know it's just like you got to bring your a game but also you have to bring your game face too and and feel like you know I, I think i'm still doing this after 20 years because whatever whatever little amount of 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 fans or like people that appreciate my music or come out to my shows like that that means so much to me and it makes me so grateful and makes me want to keep doing it forever on whatever level and uh i think people that the, the performers that have that mindset where they have to have the best time possible in order for their fans to have the best time possible is that's that's a number one right there hmm. yeah it, it, and like you know being able to do that even when you haven't been having the best day you know like maybe you've been driving all day and you you got a flat and you know some guy flipped you off and cut you off on traffic and you had to drive the van and hey reyna good to see you welcome in oh reyna thank you for that sub look at you look at you there 
<laughs> but you know, like, uh, thank you very much, Raina, and welcome, welcome. Uh, the, you know, having terrible days, long, you know, maybe you didn't eat dinner because you had to race to the venue and and get there just just in time for maybe a sound check or, but more likely it's going to be a line check and <laughs> you're just it, everything is going against you. Still being able to, uh, you know, reach within and 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 like pull out that that whole, uh, you know, a good show and 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 project that you're having a good time because you know, but being being able to sort of lose yourself in the moment and learning how to do that. I mean, it's almost like a meditation in a way, you know, like just absolutely is a meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you meditate at all? Are you into meditation? Um. <laughs> A li- not like in a like, not in a practice sort of way, but I think I naturally do a lot. Mm. <laughs> Probably talking to myself is part of that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That that is pro- that that is part of it, right? It's, yeah. That is part of how you sort of think and and expound on ideas or or, or even clear your mind. Yeah, uh, the few times I've like, I've had friends have little meditation sessions with me and I'm always like, wait a minute, I do this all the time. <laughs> I just didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think, well, part of that is, um, you know, part of that, like that wheelhouse of things you should know <laughs> for like, because it, for me, the one thing I've, I've learned in my thirties is being early to everything just makes everything so much better. Yes, it's, it's like I've been so like I've never really like been late to a show time, but I've definitely been late to shows before. Yeah, like, and that is such a shitty feeling. It's just, immediately you're just you know you're not you're not going to be in the the mode if you're rushed. So I love to get there super early. Uh, get a little food, walk around, get set up. I have my whole little system of things I want to have just right because I'm a little OCD. I've learned I have to feed my band. <laughs> don't want hangry bandmates. No, you don't. You don't. And then, I've, then on the flip side, I've experienced myself hangry too. So <laughs> like sometimes I forget to eat. So, <laughs> Well, and that's part of it too, right? Like. Oh. Rituals. You have to have your little rituals. Yeah, like, and, and if if you misstep on any of them, it, it can kind of throw you off. Um, yeah, which can also, uh, which my which my therapist would say, oh, so you're setting yourself up for failure. Is that what you're doing? I was like, no, but if I don't do these things, then it's going to be a bad time. She's like, well, you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to do all those things. And you're still going to have to go through life and be, you know, a a human being and not some maniac, you know, yelling at walls. You got to like, you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to. Oh, there he is. There's Naders. What up, Naders? Uh, Sometimes you're not going to be able to. to uh to to get all those things in and and do your rituals and so you know sometimes you got to sort of uh, push past that and and that's hard too that's hard too i i i love that you like get into the venue early um uh, i i wish that was one of my best better qualities i like to get there early is as fuck but like when you're working with people i i, I tour a lot with like a reggae band and there's just a bunch of stoner boners just like you know we can stop at fucking you know mcdonald's and then we gotta go over here and then we gotta do this 
And it's like, let's just get to the <laughs> yeah. fucking venue, bro. <laughs> and it's, I'm, when I was like really, uh, when, I, when I first started traveling with them, I didn't smoke weed. I was super straight edge. I didn't do anything. I, I, I wasn't even eating carbs. I wasn't drinking caffeine or anything. So it was just like, I was just very much just like, we got to get there. We got to do our thing. What the fuck's going on? It, it, it is frustrating. But then you also, yes, Naders, get your, get yes. your smoke on, baby. Uh, but, but you know, it, it's it's whatever. I, I don't know. Like, how do you, when you do, when if you do miss a ritual, and I don't know if you, I mean, you seem like you, you're pretty on the ball. But if you do miss like a certain, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I well, I well, mean, it seems like you take your that, job I mean, professionally. I make sure I get there early so I can go find the parking lot, <laughs> smoke then. You know, <laughs> well, well, and even well, even then, you know, like, but, but, like, if try you to do, be, you try to be a, um, try to be a, uh, <laughs> an on the ball. Weed guy. <laughs> well, that's which is which is yeah. I mean, weed gets a bad rap, right? right. Fucking the... stoner boners give weed a, a bad name because yeah. there's a lot of highly motivated potheads out there who are fucking just killing the game, and, <laughs> and you know what I mean. So, but it's those lazy assholes who are like still in their mom's basement playing fucking Call of Duty, uh, well into their forties and and eating Cheetos and Slurpees and just like fucking and cussing at little kids in Korea. You know what I mean? It, it, it there's a it, there, there's a difference between someone who's motivated and smokes weed and then someone who sort of just identifies and wraps their whole identity is like I'm a fucking stoner and this is what I do and I, I live that life. Um, which you can do both, but there's some, I mean, I, I still know people and I'm almost 40 and I still know kids or kids. They're not even fucking kids. They're my, they're fucking middle age. I still know people who are just sort of sitting around smoking weed and not doing shit. So it's like, I, I, I don't know. Those people give, give weed a bad name because I, I, I feel like I'm a highly motivated person and, and, uh, well, I've, I've just taken a step back from weed, but. I don't know when you when you miss a ritual. Um, do you how do you go forward if you do miss a ritual and and not just I can't smoke and I don't have enough time to get high, but like right. if you do miss like if you do get there like at the last minute, do you, is there is there something? Do you what do you do? I mean, does it fuck you up for the rest of the show or do you sort of push through? How do you how do you handle something like that? Man, you just, you really got to roll with it, whatever. Mm -hmm. You just got to be ready for anything. And um, I think I've, I'm pretty fortunate in the sense that it would take a lot of things going wrong for me to not be able to perform at all. Yeah. Like, because if the, if the sound all crashes or if the power goes out or if it rains, I can just unplug my guitar and play it. <laughs> which I've done multiple times. I played this festival in Williamsburg, Virginia this past summer, and there was just this downpour. Fortunately, we had an awning over us, but we had to unplug, and everybody was about to shut down the festival, and we just played unplugged, and so they kept it going. It was great, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's <laughs> there's just a million things that can and do go wrong. Yeah. Get, or just you think you're going to be to the venue on time and you get caught in traffic or just whatever like that's life you know so it is yeah no but, one to hold them no one to fold them um, yeah and just you know also like 
realizing that no matter what you have to do your best when you're there it's like you know the ri performing the rituals beforehand usually does make it flow easier mm. but but you know either way you just got to show up and do the thing yeah professional you gotta do you the just game get to thing. that mode where it's just like you go through your freak out about it for a minute and then it's just like all right it's showtime you know it's like <laughs> Now you just got to do it. Cooley always oh, delivers. Uh, Hulker JD. You, that, that must be one of your people. Yeah, Justin, what up, man? Justin. Welcome in, Justin. Thank you so much. And Hulker. And we'll call you. Ohioan. Ohio. 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 Dude, there's something about Ohio right now uh, where, like, Ohio has just become that meme now. <laughs> it's like, only in Ohio. It's like, it's like I saw this video of a whole building burning and they're like, meanwhile, in Ohio. And I was like, wait, where in Ohio did this happen? It was the burning building in China that just that set off all the protests going on out there right now. But I was, or it's just like whenever anything horrible happens, it's like only in Ohio. I think it's funny. I happen to like Ohio. It's not the worst place to be. I, I definitely enjoyed my freedom during the, the pandemic. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Ohio gets a bad rap, but it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's, it's, well, I, li I, was, I lived in Ohio during the pandemic. Yeah? Oh, where at? That was, I was in Yellow Springs. Oh, where I, Dave Chappelle lives. Yeah. Yes, I was right down the road from Dave. <laughs> it was <laughs> nice. wild because he was having all these crazy parties during the pandemic. That's right. Anything locked down. <laughs> That's right. I forgot he was having full on uh, comedy shows. Dave Letterman was walking around town, and the guy played Steve Urkel. It was pretty bizarre. But uh, yeah, I think my little my little times with Ohio. It's definitely a beautiful place. I, I I got inspired by a lot of like night walks in the woods with my neighbor during the pandemic. We just it's like. Just what we did. There was nothing else to do. Just walk in the woods for hours. What the fuck fire. else is there, man? You gotta, you yeah. gotta, you gotta figure it out. Uh, no, the pandemic was a weird thing, man. Like the pandemic sort of changed how I thought about music. It, it changed my relationship with music because before the pandemic, I was full time music hustle, hustle, music hustle, tour hustle, hustle. And then as soon as the pandemic hit and you get two years into like being around, being with my family and sort of figuring out a different way through music to, to do things, uh, it, it's, uh, we're the new Florida man. You're right, Naders. I just got that. We are the new Florida. Ohio is the new Florida man. Uh, but it was, but it was like this, this whole, it changed my whole relationship with it. And like, now I have no want to really just hustle, hustle, hustle. I went and got a job, which I really like. I really like my job. Although I want to get back to focusing more on what I'm doing here. But like my podcast, like I, like during the pandemic, I was able to sort of grow this podcast out really well. And, um, you know, and, and I, I love doing this and I still play music here on Twitch and I still play shows here every once in a while, which that, that whole consistency thing really does matter because I, I just played this festival back in September and I just ate the biggest pile of shit as like a live performer. Like I can be on Twitch and just do whatever, but like in front of a crowd on a big stage, I was just eating shit and it was, it wasn't the, my proudest moment as a musician, but Hey, 
you know, getting back in the swing of things. Uh, but but I don't know, how was your relationship? Did, did, did it change your relationship with the hustle mentality or did it change or did it make you hustle more? Like what did, did the pandemic change how you view your relationship with music? Uh, and if so, how? Oh, man, um, in infinite ways. Uh, I mean, just like, uh, I mean, I, I feel like the, the pandemic pretty much transformed everybody in these little different ways, even right. just people working from home, hmm. um, which musicians do a lot of work from home, too, whether they've got a, a day job or not. You know, right. it's just like we're on our computers a lot more than our guitars sometimes, you know. For real. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it was just really trippy, man, going through those two years. And it was a really weird time in my personal life, too. I didn't expect to wind up in Ohio. I was... <laughs> no one does. <laughs> but that's a long story. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I basically, like, I, towards the end of the pandemic, I went through a divorce. Oh, shit. Uh, I, there was just all this personal stuff. And through that, like, I had also, like not being able to play shows and and do what I feel like naturally born to do felt really weird for me. The live streams kind of kind of saved me yeah. because it was just it, even when I didn't want to do it because I knew I was doing it every week that you know I would just pull myself up off my bootstraps and and it kept me practiced, it kept my chops. Yeah. Uh, and it also yeah, just the the condition of the world, the condition of, of my personal life and all of it was just this kind of just this big dark cloud for a couple of years. And through that, you know, I've always I've always I I usually get saved by a song eventually. And <laughs> I started writing these songs and I've been writing here and there through the pandemic, but I hadn't really been I, I had kind of just like lost my, my own confidence in, in my art and, and, and just kind of lost my way with everything for a while. And uh, so I started writing these songs that, that were really kind of brutally honest to my situation, but also like really, I just knew they were really good. And I, and so I was blessed with that, with a kind of a, kind of a reawakening with songwriting that that kind of turned into recording my own stuff and that's mm. probably that is the number one thing the pandemic has done or with my music is that it's completely changed the way that i that i go about things with my own personal system because i've always like when i was a little kid or when I was a little kid when i was like 15 making my recording kid. first albums yeah i, I would be on a little digital recorder and play all the instruments and come up with these parts that were in my head and they were all you know they were <laughs> not the best music in the world but it was like that was how I first started doing things and then I started going into studios and working with producers and I'm going down that road and that is uh not a cheap road no it's not <laughs> no it's not so, the session musicians and all of that and so I made a lot of recordings in studios and then I started writing these songs during the pandemic. And it was just, even at that time, it just felt like 
a little a little risky to even go into a studio and sing into a microphone. Mm. I'd actually I had started uh, working with this guy that was in Dayton, uh, that that had a studio, and I came out for a couple sessions for a friend out there, and I was going to record these songs with him, and then I wound up back here in Virginia. So I just I, I had all these songs, and I was like, I'm going through this time. Like, how how am I going to, you know, how am I going to keep myself tethered in any way? I've got, like, the only thing that's going to save me is to record these songs. So I just, I mean, honestly, I started messing around with GarageBand, which I still use. I have not upgraded on purpose <laughs> because it's so utilitarian. Yeah. And uh, and it's to me, it's not like about plugins or 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 you know, that kind of thing as much as it is just capturing something, a really great take in a room, mm. in a quiet room. And uh, so I'm out here in the country in Virginia, you know, and it's complete quiet. And the area where I grew up with, uh, I'm on the Rappahannock River out there behind me. And huh. and uh, it's just right in nature, where whereas nature is just a place where I feel at peace. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I just... My my buddy Chris was like, you need to pull a Bonnie Vare and and just like record your like yeah. your breakup album in the woods. Like, <laughs> All right, damn it, I'm gonna try. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that. So I just started recording at home, and like it's been this complete reawakening for me in so many ways because mm. it's this. I get to actually, you know, I, I can play pretty much everything. So I get to actually flesh out the parts that I want to hear and take the time into it that I want to without worrying about being on an hourly raid or, or whatever. I can just roll out of bed and record a song and not release it till it sounds right to me. And so, yeah, like since then, I, I like in 2022, I released 18 songs yeah. that were self-produced and I'm really proud of all of them which is really nice because former records I'd make with, you know, in studios or whatever, I, they would not uh, necessarily even be finished because I just would run out of money or just have to wrap it up or right. they ran out of time. Or, and uh, so, yeah, like all of that just kind of like swirled into this kind of rebirth is for like how I make music, how I record music, how I release music, how I base, you know, planning a tour around a release or, or anything like that. It's just, I'm in complete control of it now. Like it's, I don't have any, any middle person to go through. And it's, it's made me able to hustle in a different way post pandemic hmm. that I didn't necessarily, wasn't able to do before as much. It's like, I've always been a prolific songwriter, but as far as content, as far as albums or, or videos or whatever it's i was <laughs> it's like would i have the money to spend that on on you know something that's cool great but in the meantime i'm really enjoying the diy aspect where i can just make a silly music video at home or record my album in my bedroom and yeah, and yeah it's been a game changer man yeah, no, I mean, so so forest and the circus rolls on. Those were both done in your in your on your DIY setup there, your home yeah. studio. Recorded right here. And, Got and, my dad's nineteen sixty two drums behind me. Don't know if you can see them, but 
but yeah, and that was the cool thing too is I've been playing. You know, I predominantly play everything on these recordings myself. Yeah. But for the Circus Rolls On EP, I had my dad uh, come in for a drum session on Father's Day. Oh, and and the. Actually, some of his drum parts are my favorite parts of the of the EP, and it was just like really cool because Dad, um, both of my parents have been very encouraging of of my creativity and 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 pursuing my dreams just from day one. You know, they, my mom was an art teacher and and a journalist for wildlife magazines, and my mm. dad wound up being my high school principal. <laughs> That's but, always comfortable. You know, but my dad's secret passion was always music, and uh, he knew knows how to play a little guitar and drums. And when I was really young, he was playing this Buffalo Springfield song and invited me to jump on the drums. And I was like, "You got something, Shane. You should keep doing this." And wow. So, you know, my dad from day one, you know, for his his uh, his friend that worked at the bus garage, who was this incredible bass player. Uh, had us over to his home studio when I was like 13 and I just remember the excitement of driving up with my dad and like we'd be ready for the session and he'd have his little reel to reel and we'd record it with a drum machine you know bass man would lay on this fat bass line and we would ride home and listen to the, the cassette tapes of the recordings and just be like this is so cool <laughs> so like yeah, it's just like being able to do this stuff at home and doing it on my own terms, like it becomes more special. It's just like I, I have field recordings of the birds that are out on the river or different nature sounds on, on a lot of these songs um, that just or sometimes I'll be mixing on my porch and like an osprey or some bird will start start calling and I'll just click record and capture it right there. It's just it it gives everything this organic quality and room to breathe. And I had my friend Lori Ellen, who's a singer songwriter from Austin, who's also in my band, stop by and do some harmonies on the circus rolls on. And it's just like where it's just so completely my baby, but I also like the people that I bring into it are like just absolute family, you know. Mm. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love the whole DIY thing. I mean I, I I'll go into the studio once in a while, like, but for the most part, anything that I release, well, now that I release as a solo artist, like anything I do now is all just on my laptop, and it's like, <laughs> it's just I don't, I'm not paying anybody for shit. Like, yeah, I can do all of it. I can mix and master too. It's gotten strangely good enough where you kind of can in so many ways. And yeah. But I for in my case, I so I I record and mix everything myself, but right. I. I get it, my stuff mastered by Kevorkian mastering this guy, Fred Kevorkian, the doctor. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> and I've been working with him since I was 18, and he's worked with everybody. I mean, Willie Nelson, Jerry Garcia, wow. you name it. So, um, and he gets really excited about it. You know, he's very passionate about it. So, That's you beautiful. Know, uh, no, I mean, hey, Shane, I think, I think that I want to put the tape master on this. <laughs> and you're like, yes, I think that you should. <laughs> well, because, uh, I mean, that tape master is beautiful, man. Like, uh, oh, yes, it's just so warm yeah. and rich. Like, it, 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 it sends me both. 
lately he's he'll send me both options and it's just like a no brainer. <laughs> definitely the tape. <laughs> yeah, man. There's nothing like that tape saturation to sort of get your get your dick lick. What? Your dick big. I meant dick big, but I said dick lick, but whatever. Same thing. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, <laughs> well the so like you're you're sort of meant yeah, no names. So you were mentioning that you know, you're starting to write songs that are a little bit more, I'm not saying silly, but just fun. And because like, that was something that I definitely noticed when I was listening through your catalog is that the difference between forest and, and the circus rolls on is, you know, there's a big difference in, in what you're saying and how it sounds, how it feels. Um, and, and, uh, so when you hear like the, the album forest and then you listen to like, you know, triceratops or, (laughs) <laughs> I was just like, this is interesting. Well, that's what I like to keep it interesting for myself, man. It's always like, I always like to, 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 especially now that I'm producing music on my own, mm. like, I put a lot of thought into that where it's like, all right, the last project I did has this vibe to it. So, what kind of vibe is going to be the new, the fresh one? You know? Mm. You, it's almost just like filling in like these little holes. It's kind of how I write songs too, where it's like it, uh, if if I've got a mil- been writing a bunch of sad songs lately, then I'll know. Okay, the next one's got to be a rocker or whatever. Hmm. And it's, I kind of apply that too now, to not only within projects but like between projects too. Where yeah, like Forest, you know, is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've listened to it a couple times on the vinyl, which, by the way, probably a good time too. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say, because Nader's just mentioned, and he's like, um, he said, uh, "Gotta love, gotta love good vinyl." And uh, Shane actually just released his uh, his album uh, "Forest" on album, and it's a beautiful album. Like I, I, I could tell. Like the thing is that you can hear just like how you, how you sing, how you you turn a phrase. Uh, you can hear that it's something that you've been doing for a long time, and it, it, and that's what threw me off so much about Triceratops because it, it's it's fun, right? But it's it, it it it's not. I'm not trying to say one thing's better than the other at all. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But it was just such a different thing because the first thing you sent me was was uh, the circus rolls on, I believe. And because that was your latest EP. And so that was the first thing I sort of went and listened to. And then when I started digging into your back catalog, I was just like, holy shit, like this dude has been doing this for a long time. And then you find out you've been writing since you're, you know, a young kid. And and, and uh, it, it just sort of, um, I, I don't know. It just, it, it's, it just, that's one of the things that strikes me. Like, um, uh, and this is not a comparison, but like you can really hear it in like singers like Connor Oberst, right? Like from mm-hmm. Bright Eyes, like you could just tell that that dude's been writing poetry, writing uh, music, writing songs for a very long time, and it's just something that comes natural and second nature. And uh, just just in that headspace is where I'm coming from. Uh, and we got and we got a, a question from the chat from Two Coats. Um, Oh, <laughs> watch out for two coats. Watch out for two coats. Um, <laughs> Naders wants to know the asking price for the vinyl. 
Is so it- the vinyls, that's a good question. So they're uh, they're thirty bucks and they're on Bandcamp. Here, I'll drop it. I'll drop it. Bandcamp.com. And um, I'm drafting. There's also I'm doing these holiday merch bundles where you get like a bunch of other stuff too, like the CD of the circus and some bracelets and a Christmas ornament that's handmade and all oh, sorts of good shit. So uh, yeah, y'all should definitely check that out on Bandcamp. And the deadline to order that for Christmas gifts is the 14th. So there you go. Uh, and um, I just dropped the link in the in the chat. And if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you go into the show notes and click around. It's the Bandcamp thing and check it out. Um, so Two Coats, uh, which I love the name, uh, is Shane. Shane is from Virginia. <laughs> Shane is from Virginia. Uh, so, uh, are you from Virginia? I am from Virginia. He knows that. That's my drummer Abraham. <laughs> What's up, Abe? Is that where and, he was? And two br- coats is uh, he stole that from me because that's my rapper name. Two so coats. We got, we got beef. Two coats. <laughs> I'm uh, Tommy Two Coats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God! Wait, is that where you were borks? Is that where he was borks? Listen. So you're a rapper too. <laughs> only only when i'm talking to myself <laughs> yo fuck or it. when i'm getting in rap battles with abe <laughs> <laughs> nah he's lying uh did you ever have you ever released anything of with you rapping or is that not really what you do that that is that's <clears throat> a bucket list pipe dream oh it might be coming one of these days but i also have a a really good homie scotty galaxy who's a good rapper scotty so galaxy. i might just get him to do it <laughs> scotty galaxy i love that name by the way that that's an amazing name scotty <laughs> galaxy <laughs> um i know a few characters <laughs> wait you you end up collecting a lot of weirdos in in this business man which weirdos in the most that's loving part. sense yeah, yeah yeah they're like it's like the muppets you know <laughs> animal yeah hell yeah yeah (laughs) no i feel that though like i and you know what man i wouldn't want it any other way like normal people just don't do it for me (laughs) like the fucking civilians just don't do it for me anymore like i really i i just like you know i i don't mind talking to just small talk and stuff but like to really like get to know somebody and to like uh you know bond with somebody it really takes Especially as I get older and I'm more emboldened in my family and, and what I'm doing, because I, I, I just, you know, I only do a couple things and, and, and everything else is just like, bleh, I don't care. Like, I'm not going out and partying and I'm not doing, you know, hanging out and carousing and shit. Like, I, I, I hang out with my family and I'm in my laptop working on this. So it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's hard for me to really relate to people who aren't really on that mindset. Except for oh, Naders. Yeah. Naders, Naders, I, I, I can relate to Naders. And the lovely people in this community, of course. Uh, but I don't know. Do you find yourself in the same shoes or are you... I mean, you're a front man, oh, yeah. so you kind of got to like be able to connect with everybody. Uh, whereas I'm a background player. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I interrupted you. That's, well, that's that's a really good question because it <laughs> kind of goes back to me being shy. Too, mm. where, like, I feel like just in general, 
I've gotten a little better at connecting with people and, and, and being able to interact with a way that like, where you can like, you know, it's just, you're right there. You know, it's stuff I've known all my life. You ask the right kind of questions to get people interested in something or whatever, you know, like to get them to talk about themselves. But yes, you know, it's my social skills just aren't the best. I'm very weird. <laughs> I go out alone a lot and like, sit in corners and it's like i'm just a weird guy so like you're just observing it's more of it's not so much of can i tolerate normal people as how much normal people can tolerate me (laughs) i think you're right (laughs) i think you're right i think that's not around a bunch of weirdos i feel even more like an alien you know like it's just like like i imagine myself now just walking around with with antennae i'm just like a space alien (laughs) wherever I go. It's <laughs> just like, it's like greetings, Earthlings. Yeah, take me to your leader. Yeah. No. <laughs> take me to your parties. Yeah, take me to your parties. Oh, wait. You're an only child. Okay, so my, my son's an only child and I, I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, figure out how this is going to go. Do you, do you feel like you were cheated on anything by not having siblings? You know, not really, man. Like, I feel like I lucked out. <laughs> really? Really? In which way? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've got really great parents, and I've never had to, like... I don't know. I Like, I think the only way, like... I guess sometimes I kind of wonder, like, how, like, what... You know, I don't understand, like, the sibling dichotomy as mm. much, because I've never experienced that. But I've never been like, oh, I wish I had sister or brother mm. i think the only thing that's like interesting with that is like going getting older through life and like realizing like you know it's like i can bounce all ideas off of my parents or whatever but like not having that like that other like level of like being able to talk life stuff with people i don't know um but I like being alone a lot. Like sometimes I get like when I start talking to myself too much or I'm just like bouncing off the walls or I, I realize I ha- like, I'm a social creature too. Like mm. I, I am a people person. I love to be around people and people watch. And as a big part of my songwriting is observing, Yeah, you know, it's just letting things subconsciously seep in from what people do or talk about. And so it's, but I also, it's that's kind of why it's it's so nice to be here in Virginia where I am right now because I go down to Texas where I lived in Austin for like seven or eight years mm, and I love I that city I'm there so I go down there and I play a lot I do month-long tours and stints and and uh and go on other tours um which it's nice to be this is like touring it that's a whole other road to go down which i love touring and i've missed touring but mm. <laughs> but it's like man is that a lot to put together it's so much but, uh, it's so much yeah but yeah um but then like having this home base too where i can like i can go and get in touch with myself and be be a hermit lone wolf weird bill because sometimes i think even with a lot with some of my close friends or whatever, like I think some people can only take me in certain doses for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if I'm just completely crazy or just like 
I'm just an odd duck for whatever reason. I, and I'm just very eccentric and, and, uh, and I think because I've spent a lot of my time alone, like I'm not as self-aware sometimes <laughs> or something. I don't know. But, uh, but, but I've also learned it's like, I can, like, I can only take people in small doses too, to the point where like, I just need to sometimes just walk around my living room alone and be freaky and dock myself <laughs> or naked if I want, you know, <laughs> fucking like, A. I, I think everybody needs that to a degree, you know. Like, Absolutely. You know, it's a, you know, alone time, me time. It's like it's important. You know, it's a big part of my my self care. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and and that's good that you realize that because some people, you know, they don't ever take the time to think about that, or ever take the time to be alone, or or take the time to, you know, to, to self reflect in that way. And, and We're terrified and, of that. You're terrified <laughs> of that. Some people are. Oh yeah, terrible. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's it, you know, it, and that's fine too. It's it's just that I don't know. It's some people just don't come equipped with the tools to sort of like figure that out. But I, you know, I'm the same way. It's like I I, I can go out, and be social, be cool, hang out, and do all that. But I have to retreat back to my whole. Even, you know, even with my family, it's like, I, I love being around my family, but even then I have to sort of like separate myself and go into the other room. And just, even if it's just me scrolling through TikTok or something, it's just like, I just sort of need to like go over here and just be that for a little bit because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a important. Part of it. It's like, you got to get yourself right before you can be good for other people, you know? It's Absolutely. Like, that That's part of my just, mantra, man. It's like, yeah. love and, yourself you know, before you can love anyone can else. Selfish a lot, but it's, it's it's really the opposite. It's just like, you just gotta, whatever it takes to make you, your, you, your best self for, so you could be your best self for other people, you know? Hell yeah. And that's why Naders will never have a roommate. I, I feel you. It's like going to Walmart at midnight. Always some shit. Yeah, bro. Walmart at midnight. It's fucking cultural center. Uh, okay. So two coats, uh, has another question. You graduate with an English degree. <laughs> that's, <laughs> That's I like oh. your I like how you phrase your questions too, Coates. You graduate with an English degree? <laughs> like... He's trying. I think he's trying to avoid commas because I just proofread a paper for him. <laughs> Dude, I suck at that shit too. Now you can you can see why he might need a little bit of of medical <laughs> checkup. <laughs> it's like get this man an Thanks English major. Yeah, but yes, I did graduate with an English degree from William and Mary, which is a the second oldest university in the nation. And, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. Where's that at? That's in Williamsburg, Virginia. And, oh, okay. Uh, I was just there visiting the other day, and it's just a beautiful campus. I had a really weird time there. College was extremely weird. Why? Uh, man. Um, I, well, I was really, you know, I was already, like, going strong with the music thing by the time I had hit college. And, uh, I was just very much like, like, you know, balls to the wall, wanting to get my music out there and play college shows and formed a band and did all the things I wanted to do. And, uh, but there's this, it was, it's like, I really, I loved my experience there because it really inspired me in a lot of ways. And also just like the quality of the education there and the professors and everything. It's just like, you know, like, some of my English professors really helped shape me as, as a 
a writer and a reader and everything. And, uh, but it was really weird because, uh, the, some of the like upperclassmen bands or like just for like people were jealous of me, to be honest, mm -hmm. it was really like, and I didn't understand it. And I was like, I'm just this like young gun freshman, like what's your problem? Like, <laughs> and, but like it became really extreme to the point where like people would write these like bogus, like students would write these bogus blogs about me or like, <laughs> student publications had like these really like atrociously kind of like kind of um kind of gritty untrue like tabloid articles about me like <laughs> people would show up and like stare at like crowds would show up to shows and stare at me and not applaud and just like like glare at me like it was like weird little things like that happened throughout like that's my college career like wow that's strange <laughs> never I still don't understand it all the way I think and then it became a thing where it really went to like it kind of I got in my head about it and I just like felt like everybody was like <laughs> out to get me but uh but it was yeah it was really strange um well and, and you were not that big of a school either so it's yeah. just like you know like I'd be like sitting next to some guy in English class and like see some like like snarling blog review of one of my albums that he posts or something i'm like wow just that, that's crazy that, but my response to that i'm still proud of myself for my how i responded to this was um uh, because kind of the last straw for me was there was this like campus talent showcase that would happen every semester and and they would usually they had auditions and they would pass me before and i would play and i auditioned one time and they didn't they I, they I didn't pass the auditions just pretty obviously because they just like didn't like me mm. so like <laughs> what i did in response was i signed up for the audition under an anonymous name <laughs> and formed a mock metal band with my buddies that never rehearsed and our only role was to be as obnoxious and loud as possible so we showed up to this audition and I had like one fishnet stocking on and a rubber chicken duct taped around my nether area and <laughs> a pig, pig mask on and um and uh we just sang sang like this really raunchy version of the name game about the, the guy who was the anyway it was it be, uh, we the bloggers then started writing about that and referred to me as a musical terrorist group oh my god <laughs> i just had so much fun just crashing uh, there's there were several like campus events that this band this metal band just crashed and just like just uh, i did things on stage that i would never have before never since would be able to do <laughs> Wait, well, were you exposing yourself like what are you doing no not quite that oh just, too just bad full-on like we were inspired by gore if that's <sighs> any indication I love you know gore. just like that kind of scene but uh ah, like chopping off of heads and stuff. On stages there like <laughs> fake blood i think <laughs> i, I think. even got um I got uh, one time after one of our choke, the name of the band was Choking Pig. 
<laughs> one of nice. after one of our Choking Pig shows, uh, the campus police pulled us over because I had yelled oink at some guy on a bicycle out the window and uh, became this whole thing. And they, they made me like get out of the car and searched me while I was in my full <laughs> like pig get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. That's yeah. lovely. Well, so, to answer your question about why college was weird. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, like, and I'm not trying to say anything about you, but do you feel like that? I mean, as a young guy, I kind of carried, I don't know, I didn't have a chip on my shoulder, but I, I, I thought I was way cooler than I really was. And I think that happens, especially in young people and young men, especially, you know, you, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're fucking young, dumb, full cum, and you're just ready to fucking take on the world. Do you feel like maybe that you came off, uh, maybe arrogant in some ways or, or, uh, in- totally. That, okay. that is, that is what everybody said about me. So ah. I was like, for myself and arrogant and it's like but what was weird for me was that it was just like like these people would never actually like talk to me or have a conversation with me it's mm-hmm. just like back then i like <laughs> maybe you wouldn't be able to tell from the running around in a pig mask but when i w- wasn't in choking pig i was definitely very shy in college you know mm-hmm. i was a freshman you know um. like but that i think that's been a that's happened to me my whole life is that people will misconceive that kind of thing about me because I'm withdrawn or more soft spoken or, or whatever. I'm just in my head. And, uh, but, or maybe like, because I go on full on, so full on with the music and the performing and, and getting my, you know, putting myself out there because, I know no one else is going to do that for me at this point, you know, still aren't, you know, (laughs) so like, hell no. So so I, yeah, there's, there is kind of a dichotomy with that where like, I think people expect something else from when they, you know, see a, you know, see me on stage or see, hear, hear a song or see a video and then actually meet me, you know, it's, it's, but in you know the cases of my classmates, they were in my class. They had every opportunity to meet me. Right, know? right. They were just like would blog about me well, later. <laughs> you know, like you know, like like pretty girls get this a lot, right? Like, or or even pretty people, I suppose, in general. But like a lot of like like pretty girls will get that, like where people are almost intimidated by their beauty and. And maybe they're just shy, but they'll just be like, oh, well, she's just a bitch, you know, because she don't talk to nobody and she thinks she's better than everybody. But it's really they're shy. And also maybe they come off a little intimidating because of, you know, whatever energy they're putting off or beauty oh, sure. or, or, or well, I, mean, I think that gave me like a really good taste of like, like if of what like success or fame would be like, just like a minute on a minuscule level, but mm-hmm. like like the really like ugly side of that, where it's just like, where, you know, I mean, when I, since I was 13, I've always pretty clearly wanted to be famous. That's mm. like part of the deal in my mind since I was young. It's like, it's like, Oh yeah, that's going to happen. Sure. Mm. But it hasn't, you know, and in so many ways, like I still would, that would be still would be cool, you know, <laughs> but like, but in so many ways, I'm grateful it hasn't happened at this point because, because like I have, it's taken me a long time to learn like how, how to like be a semi-functional person 
to you know know what it takes to have my rituals to be able to take some time alone or whatever and like privacy being a very important thing to me so like I couldn't imagine you know just like not being able to have any of that privacy or just like have a bad morning where you rolled out of bed the wrong way and someone puts a microphone in your face and <laughs> like all of a sudden you're the biggest asshole in the world. It's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I just woke yeah. up, bitch. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, I, I feel that to, to the extreme. I, I, I don't know. I mean, as a young person, I was just, I mean, like me as a young person, I mean, first of all, I was like a, a drug addict. Like my whole 20s were just me being a drug addict. I didn't even realize I was just, I was just partying. But right. <clears throat> it wasn't until I got sober that I was actually able to realize that, you know, I was just running away from, a, <coughs> excuse me, I was just running away from a lot of just those, those feelings uh, and, and just, you know, being anxious and shy and, all that kind of stuff. You're just sort of masking these things. So I couldn't imagine what being put on like TV or on a front page of a magazine or on a website. I mean, I, I feel so bad for people like Britney Spears who like from a child, I mean, even till now, I mean, my God, like I, I follow Britney Spears on, on Instagram and it's, it's an amazing, it's amazing. She's just, <laughs> she's out there with her fucking big crazy eyes, which I, I, I you know, I, I adore the girl. But I was definitely one of those people back in the day who were just like fucking dumb bitch, like cutting your hair off, you crazy bitch, you know, like all those awful things that, oh, yeah. that you know. But but now, and, like I remember, like I remember when Britney shaved her head. It's just like that's <laughs> it's just like we almost go through these things with her. <laughs> it's it's true, yeah. and she just had to do it in public. The poor girl, like she really, she really fucking, you know, she she really did give her life. And whether she wanted to or not to to entertaining people and um and, and you know michael jackson's another one right like who just was trapped by his fame he's just i mean he's just this incredible talent that couldn't be contained and and also you know nobody i mean no one could ever know what that is to be in his shoes and and he was just yeah. li literally isolated in this world that you know that he he was sort I think, of i think to be i think to be that kind of artist in general it's just like it's like you know i feel like an alien all the time you're already kind of you know you're already kind of isolated in your own way whether you're famous or not yeah and just like the way you operate you're you know just you know just on a day-to-day -day basis you know it's just like famous or not michael jackson just could he could never be a normie, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's not holding it up. He's definitely not holding it together like yeah. that. Yeah, I couldn't see Michael Jackson working in insurance, right? right. <laughs> in the cubicle. Hello, hello. <laughs> Can I talk to you about your car insurance? Uh, yeah, that, that that'd be weird. But you know, but it happens how it happens, and. Uh, and it's it's nice to see when people can kind of come on the other side of that as more of a whole person. Although it's harder now, you know, as it, culture has changed a lot. I mean, since I mean, me and you, were, you know, we're kind of the same. I mean, you're you're a little younger than me, but but like I'm sure you remember a time when you could sort of make more mistakes in public, or and and, and you'd be you know, it'd just be like, oh, I made a mistake. Now it's sort of. Even even people now who aren't even famous, if you say something weird on Twitter, 
it's like, well, well, now you don't have a job, you know, because oh, <laughs> so it's changed so drastically. And yeah, just in music alone, it's hard so, to be weird, like in public now. Making music, like just, just the, it's just all totally changed. And some of that's better too. Like, mm -hmm. or just like, I don't know. I think when I was starting to do this, even in the early two thousands or whatever, it was still the kind of like, like seventies, eighties, nineties mentality of like, you have to be really fucked up all the time. To right. be doing this. Or, you know, it's just like everybody just, you know, Britney Spears, you know, it's just like, where it's just like, it was almost like cool to be a shit show, you know? Right. Like that, that was your publicity, you know, that, yeah. that was your, that was your publicity campaign. And like, I think there's been a lot of like really hard extremes with that over the past few years. I think, I, I think people need to lighten up <laughs> about a lot of things. Like, like, it's just, I, I call it neo puritanism hmm. where it's, where it's, it is almost a flip side where it's just like, it's, I don't think it is really cool to be a shit show anymore. I don't think other people think that as much either. And like, where's, but like, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. It's, it's fascinating to be doing this over multiple decades and to see the changes like that. Yeah. And where, uh, or just like the idea of like celebrity used to be something very like lofty and unattainable, gorgeous people in Hollywood or whatever. And now like, now we're in the era where it's just like everyone's their own celebrity. You know, everyone's just like looking at their own Facebook profiles <laughs> and seeing how many likes they have. And yeah. Like, you know, and it's, so it's, and on the flip side of that, what people want out of that or want out of like an artist or a musician or whatever is, is now totally different. They just want to like, they want you to be a normal dude or like, or not, or like a weird normal person. Like, like i don't know it's just like before, getting on like one of my favorites songwriters instagram and like going on their live feed and like seeing them brush their teeth or something mm -hmm. it's just like like that is so completely different than how things it's just like there is no mystique anymore yeah. <laughs> you know there's no veil it's like you know it's like everything's out there is it's really it's it's trippy it really is being called normal is about to be a good thing you know i i've i've you know i, I have seen sort of that trend and i've heard some people talking about how like people are are even young people are starting to sort of drift back to like whatever they think normal is it's like you know the, you're seeing a more christian kids come back you know because 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 right now if you're christian you're you're racist, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep track of, of all this shit. Uh, and, and I'm not Christian at all, but I am seeing sort of this movement more towards like going back the other way of like becoming a little bit more conservative. Whereas like, you know, and I applaud all this stuff where, you know, we're becoming more of an open society and we're becoming more acceptive of people and accepting, excuse me, and, and, and that's beautiful. I, I really do think that's great. Uh, but then it sort of goes in such a direction to where uh, it's like, what is that called? The paradox of tolerance? I think that's what it's called, where you become so tolerant, eventually it becomes like a fascist state, right? Like it's like you become so tolerant of everything 
that eventually yeah. it's just like any other extreme man it's exactly just, it's like something that can initially and still be like a perpetuating like overall good thing <clears throat> still reaches a point where it becomes excess mm -hmm. you know like too much of anything can be bad. And and to the point now where you can't really say anything or criticize people or, or anything or else you're an ist, you know, you're a fascist or a racist or whatever it is, the ist, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just becoming to that point where we're not allowed to sort of express ourselves anymore and how we truly feel. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that you, we should be able to just blur N slur and F slurs all over the place. Like, that's not at all. But, it, but like, critiquing somebody and, and then you get canceled because you critique somebody, uh, you know, for instance, it's like this whole idea of, 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 of being fat is okay and it's healthy to be fat. It's like, I've been, I've been struggling with weight my whole life. And I know the dep the, the the how how harmful it is for you to be carrying around. I have diabetes on both sides of my family. Like we come from, I come from a family of just like poor eaters and bad health. And it's it, and and to see like everyone sort of embracing fat culture. And and I don't, I you know, I'm not saying people should be skinny because God knows I'm not uh, or healthy. I should say because skinny doesn't mean healthy. Uh, but it is, but this weird thing of us becoming uh, tolerant of being unhealthy. And it's like, I think Lizzo's a fantastic artist and I, I love, she's beautiful and all that good stuff. But I don't think it's necessarily healthy for her to be like, hey, be fat and that's cool. And like when I was a kid, I wish there was a fat girl on TV. And so it's like, okay embrace your body love who you are but you should also be improving on yourself because you're gonna get fucking diabetes and die of heart disease you know what i mean like like yeah. i want lizzo to go no, on i don't and... know lizzo's like the exception because <laughs> she is like in great shape somehow yeah right <laughs> like she works out it's she has yeah. personal trainers but she's yeah. just like a big girl and that's fine yeah. Yeah, and, and you know it's beautiful to to see everybody sort of loving themselves, but there's a point to it. There's a point where it's like, well, how are you gonna love yourself when you're missing a foot because your diabetes took your foot? You know, what I mean, like it's right. hard to love yourself when you're cutting off appendages uh, because bye bye. Well, the extremes too. It's just like it's like you know trying to be too good to yourself, you wind up being bad to yourself. You know, it's just yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, it's just all changed so much, and uh, it's weird. It's, it's weird to yeah, talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I like. I'm a. I consider myself to be a pretty unoffensive person as it is, mm -hmm. but like, it is kind of weird because it's like I don't. You know, sometimes I like don't think too much about what I'm saying or whatever, and it's like, you know, you never know when I'm gonna say something that. You'll never see me again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. He's got to here. No one, no one listens to Shay Cooley anymore. He, he's not cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going good, Bon Bon. Welcome in. Good to see you. Um, two coats. Do you find uh, Yoko Ono attractive or average or below? Okay, <laughs> let, let's condense that. Yoko Ono, smash or pass, Shane? Mmm. Smash. <laughs> Let's go. But, right. What? Yeah. yeah. If I had to. 
If I, if I meant to, if it meant that I could be famous, yes. Depends on when. No, um, just because, man, uh, Yoko, she's so she's so weird. Oh, she's That's a weirdo. Like, I, weird and crazy uh, will always be my kryptonite. <laughs> Fortunately. Well, I mean, I, I feel that. I, I feel that so hard. It's like if it's weird and, and strange and other people are cringing, I'm just like, give me some more of that shit. <laughs> uh I just uh hold on. I'm just trying to find maybe the worst Yoko Ono ever. <laughs> when you when Yoko Ono made uh Chuck Berry super angry. <laughs> Hold the fucking phone here. Uh, we're gonna have to do some. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I I don't. Hold on. Let me see. Um. I will say that her her complete not giving a fuckness yeah is inspiring. Absolutely, I, yeah, I, just from the documentaries, you know, the, the get back documentary and all that. It's just like you don't necessarily agree with everything that's going on, but what a character! You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and that's what I love about uh, about that is that it's a she's a character, right? She's a I don't know, like, it, it, again, like, I see this, and, right, it's cringy, but I'm just, like, so fascinated by it. Like, it's just hitting some, it's striking some chord within that I, I just can't, it, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's definitely one of those things that I can relate to, and, you know, and, and this is, this was considered high art, I think, right? Like, at the time, like, this was, <laughs> they, well, or at least they were considering themselves high art. I mean. Right. Yes. What's up, brother? Welcome in, my friend. Where, where, where? Hold on. I think that was the Chuck Berry one. Hold on. Wait, no. There's another one that you're talking about. I've seen it. It's this one. Yeah. Cause she's just sitting there playing all weird. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck definitely gets a little. This is here. the. This is my fucking moment. Here she comes. Here she comes. She's bringing out a microphone. Look at his his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) They slowed it. And then she puts her microphone back. (laughs) She puts her microphone back. Like it just keeps going. Like everything's cool. The best part about that video, though, is if you keep watching through it, Chuck, like Chuck, is like noticeably aggravated through most of it, but then he just kind of like surrenders and he's like, "You guys are just weird." Oh, there <laughs> you go. To, like, he starts to dig it towards the end. <laughs> well, see, I want to. I want the one where it's not just 
He's like, I'm gonna hang out with you guys after the show. <laughs> He's like, what are y'all on? Hold on. Yeah. So, okay, hold on. This is the one that's not edited. She's like, this is my moment. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is like, what the hell is going on? I do want to see him get into it, though. He's just like, all right. Yeah, yeah. She's just. I like that they have. And there he goes. I like that he. I like that they have just two people on hand drums that are just playing on the on the one. Oh, just amazing, man! Just, just to be a fly on the wall in that room. Right. I, does she do another one? I mean, where's she? I think that might be her only. Her, her cameo. Yeah. Oh, here she goes. Wait. Oh, no. yes, right. She goes off again. Just make sure that her mic can hear her drum. <laughs> Chuck. I'm so glad you pulled up this video. Well, I mean, Chuck. <laughs> And the best part about Chuck Berry, of course, is that he was pissing on people and he was filming women in the toilet. So there you go. Chuck Berry, everybody. I'm getting Chuck a book. <laughs> would not be around. He would be uh, He would be uh, releasing albums from prison like R. Kelly is. <laughs> R. Kelly, <laughs> motherfucking R. Kelly. Dude, hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait, hold on. You brought it up. Huh. I, I heard you earlier. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I admit it. Let, let's see. The the there like the song itself is so fucking crazy. It is so crazy that what he's saying in it is so wild. Here's the love to appear. I got it, and I want you to know So if you guys don't know, R. Kelly released a song, an album called I Admit It. I did it. Uh, it, but it wasn't him who uh, released it. It was some bootleg, apparently. That's what Sony says. And there's moments in the song where he's talking about, it's like, yeah, I, I uh, old day, older women, younger women. He like refers to pedophilia and shit. It is fucking wild. And I'm just, I just want to hear it. Jeez, that's that documentary show about him surviving r kelly was a while oh, that was so dark <laughs> tell him as much uh uh i tell you th that would be happening if i turn was ike ike turner king of the backhands was involved same old sometimes i can't read what you said <laughs> my question is did uh did he sing this shit into a toilet because i don't know any prison with the studio no so he released the album back in 2018 and um, Spotify and all these streaming platforms took it down because they because they said it, it violated their hate policy, which I don't know how it's hate, it, but it is gross. They're singing about like banging little girls and shit. So, I mean that's nasty. But there, there's, I mean, dude, I'm actually in. I'm kind of into it. I'm not gonna lie. Those fucking grooves are good. But he is a monster. I admit I am not perfect. Yeah. 
I never said I was perfect. Say I'm abusing these women. What the fuck? That's some absurd shit. They brainwashed. Really? Kidnapped. Really? Can't eat. Really? Real talk. That shit sounds silly. And if you really, really wanna know, her father dropped her off in my show and told his boy to put her on the stage. I admit that she was overage. I admit that I was feeling her, and I admit that she was feeling me. I admit that that's just some shit to come with being a celebrity. I do get paid and get mad when it don't go your way. Win if I can't win with truth. She said, son, don't you lose. Girls that love me to pull their hair. And I admit they love me to talk dirty when they to destroy me for 25 whole years. Someone else is watching. She must be turning over in her. Okay, okay. So I'm, 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 I don't want to sit here and go through the whole album trying to find the part. But what, uh, what was it? I admit it. We're we're just gonna go through the lyrics because it's fucked up. Uh, I admit it. Uh, lyrics problematic. I don't know. No, I better not put that. I'll bring something else up. Uh, I admit it. Uh, I admit that I dropped out of school. I admit I have so many flaws. I admit I can't spell shit. <laughs> I believe that, R. Kelly. Uh, fucking R. Kelly was a genius, first of all. We'll just say that, but he's also evil. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. He's also a super evil person, so fuck that guy. But still, like, I, I'm sorry, step in the name of love? Get out of my face with that. That shit is amazing. Um, come on, where is it at? Where is it at? Uh, where is it? Where is it? I admit. Where is it? God damn it! Do I have to find? Okay, hold on. We're we're finding it now. I'm oh. obsessed. I'm I'm sorry. You're on with us, buddy. Uh, uh, I just want some articles about it. I admit it. Um, I admit it. Mm, R. Kelly. Album taken off. All right, hold on. Uh, yeah, we know that. Unauthorized bootleg. Um, <laughs> is, is something, is there a noise in your, in your send that's doing stuff? Is there what? Is there like a noise that, that it sounds like something's like like a steam is going off, like a ticking or something? No. Oh, it's fine. I'm not mad at it. I'm you're you're good. Uh, I just I I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was coming from your end or my end. Uh, yeah, I have, I have this noisy little Christmas light behind me. <laughs> oh, you're good, brother. You're good. Uh, freaky sensation. Con Come on, where is it? Uh, it's stolen music. One of these things, it, it's like so profoundly gross. It's like I fuck with older women, I fuck with younger women. He says something about like uh, it's your opinion, pedophilia is your opinion, and why does your opinion have to get in the way of uh, of of? You know what? I did a TikTok on it. We're just gonna go to TikTok, y'all, and then we'll get it straight from the source. Me, uh, which is <laughs> ridiculous, everybody. That is ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry everyone has to deal with me like obsessing over this shit. Um, but this is what's happening, y'all. 
uh, 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 where is it? Oh, yeah, here it is. And I don't really want to see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is what it is. 2018 citing a new policy on hate content and hateful conduct. Yeah. This is the weird part. Part two actually goes into the allegations against him. The lyrics go, I admit, I F with all the ladies. That's both older and young ladies. Yeah. Woof. But tell me how they call it pedophile because that sh is crazy. You may have your opinions, entitled to your opinions, but really, am I supposed to go to jail or lose my career because of your opinion? Yes, actually. Bye. Some fans. Okay. <laughs> that was silly. Anyways, that that's the lyrics that we just spent all that time looking for. And, um, of course, I had to go and be on my TikTok because I can't stay away from it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it's a... It's, I don't know, like fucking R. Kelly. Like, what, what, what happened, man? Like, what, what, what went wrong with that? And the fucked up thing is that we've all known this for years. I mean, Dave Chappelle had that whole sketch back in two thousand two about oh, him yeah. Yeah. pissing on minors. So it's not like it's not like this wasn't known. It's just that socially, it's changed to the point which, which in a good thing, this is a great thing, right? Because I think you even mentioned like a lot of this stuff is is a good thing, right? Like we don't want people out there just molesting young children and getting away with it, and and we don't want people out there just saying f slurs and stuff whenever they feel like it on on Facebook or whatever. Like that, it's a good thing that we're not accepting the, that language. Um, even though I feel like as, you know, freedom of speech, it's like, if you want to say that, I guess that's on you, but it's not really great. Uh, it's not a great yeah. look, uh, but, uh, well, I think I, go people ahead. should be judged by their criminal actions as people, but yeah. not as artists. That's a great know? way to put it actually. That's yeah. A, Cause it's otherwise you're just not gonna, you're gonna hate everybody, man. It's just like. Not that everybody's a monster, but uh, but that you could probably find something unpleasant about everybody to uh, capitalize on, you know. But it's but yeah, it's just like if somebody does something evil and and wrong and and you know that's totally separate than like whatever their livelihood is or whatever. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's just strange. Thing. It, the, it, the other thing is too is like I, I'm not I'm not playing R. Kelly. Like I like R. Kelly and I, I like a lot of his music, but I've made a conscious decision not to like stream any of his music because I don't want him getting any money off of you know, like I don't want him getting any of my money. That's what I'm saying. And so it's like a protest with my dollar. But if I'm at a wedding. And step in the name of love comes on, or I, I, I still believe, or I, I believe I can fly. Whatever the situation is, right. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna be like turn this shit up. And in fact, after he got sentenced, it was interesting on TikTok. There was a whole R. Kelly challenge where people were dancing to R. Kelly. So it's such a strange. I think the weird thing is, is that there's no that none of it really makes sense, and it only makes sense when it, it it's useful for people. And again, I'm not trying to find R. Kelly because obviously R I think R. Kelly should be in prison. Fuck that guy. But there are yeah. different situations where it's, uh, you know, um, 
you know, this is acceptable here, but not over here. And then you can't do that here, but you can do that over there. And it, it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't follow any real patterns. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it, it does have a lot to do with like expression versus action too, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, there's lots of really like, I mean, that's part of expression is kind of pushing those boundaries where it's like, you know, it'd be boring if you didn't bring up something that was a little bit, little, little extreme or a little, you know, controversial or whatever, you know, in, in your art, you know, that's part of it is, is, you know, going outside the lines, but like, but that's different than like your actions mm-hmm. person, you know, where yeah. it's, it sounds like R. Kelly has brought, both of those things together in one now (laughs) (laughs) yeah like art and fucking crime is all one no and you know i was just i was just researching a story today uh about sis uh who is a a jamaican dancehall artist um who was uh, there was this viral video going around where he was burning uh dj khalid's platinum plaques that he had been a part of and khalid's uh the record company sent sizza the or sizzle is this oh my god it's sizza or sizzle is it sizzla sizzla jesus christ sizza is a is a girl uh female uh r&b singer but sizzla he he uh he was burning these plaques and you know the uh, the the story is is that he was mad because his name was etched very small, right? And so uh, he was like, fuck you, you disrespected Jamaica, you can't even see my name. And then you start going, digging into it a little bit, and Rastafarianism, Rastafarianism, I'm saying that all fucked up, Rasta, the the idea of Rastafari, um, the religion, is not really accepting of of uh, the LGBTQ community, it's just not really a thing. And back in the '90s, and maybe even the '80s, but I know for the '90s, in early 2000s, th- there was a whole movement where like Buju Bantan and Beanie Man and uh, and Sizzla were all sort of making this like murder murder the gays type music, like where they're literally saying like murder the gay people and. It got so extreme and to a point where they were losing money. And so they ended up signing this like reggae something thing. It, it was this it was a petition to to they were petitioning to not use that kind of rhetoric in their music anymore and to be more accepting of, of homosexuals and, and the LGBTQ community. And uh, and that was just back in 2004, 2007. And so. What ended up coming out, which no one's really talking about, is that um, there was a song he did with DJ Khaled, uh, I think it was called Holy Mountain, that featured this uh, American rapper named 070 um, uh, Shane. What is it? Samo, can you save me on this one? You probably know. Zero, I'll just Google it. Fuck it. 070 Shake. Okay, so Shake is... Uh, Shake is she she dates girls. She she said, I'm not gay, I'm not queer, or whatever. Uh yes, thank you. Uh she signed good music before the music left. 
Oh, okay. She signed with Kanye's label. <laughs> okay, thank you, uh, Samo. Look at that, Samo coming through again. Um, so her name is Zero Seven Zero Shake, and they did. She did a the hook. She sang the hook on that song, Holy Mountain, which featured uh, Sizzla and uh, I, I can't remember uh, Mod, Mod, Modavo, Modalvo. And so there's this Instagram live of one of his engineers who was like, listen, uh, they're telling you all this stuff. And, and, and on the surface, it looks one way, but Rastafari does not accept that. And you're sort of watering down this man's legacy and making it look like he accepts the LGBTQ community, which he apparently does, uh, you know, since he signed that petition back in 2007. Um, and, and, you know, the real reason that he's mad was burning all like the plaque was because he was featured on a song with an LGBTQ member singing the hook. And that's sort of the weird thing that's getting left out of the conversation. And I'm not trying to hate on Sizzla because even in hip hop and rap back in the day, it was, <laughs> you know, they were talking shit about the LGBTQ community crazily. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so it's just, you know, culture shifts and things change. But when it comes to like religion and stuff, it, it, it's hard to shake those things. And, and a lot of people don't like to talk about, you know, the LGBTQ community uh, will go after a lot of these people, these artists who might have said something on Twitter or whatever it is. Uh, but they definitely will leave out the Muslims, which in Muslim states and Muslim countries, you can be murdered in Russia. You can be murdered. Uh, the alphabet mafia yeah and and nothing you know again it's i'm not hating on anybody here because i love everybody and i'm very happy that that the 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 lgbt community can uh, feel comfortable enough to be themselves now you know and and be who they truly are uh but it's just interesting when it's like it's okay here but it's it, but it's not okay here you know, we're just going to look past this whole Sizzler thing which i don't think anybody should you know bring it all back up again although i just did uh it's just the hypocrisy of it, and it's just it, it, there's no pattern to it. It's, it just seems like it's very manufactured in a way um, for manipulation or division. It, that's how I kind of feel. I'm sorry, I've just been talking at you, but it's yeah. You know, <laughs> this is what I'm like been mulling around lately, and I don't know yeah. how does that. It's all know, fascinating, man. It's just to like me it is, yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know, and how it can be like retroactive, and it's just right. And like that, like the free speech thing, you know, it's like that's where it's just like how you know how can you actually get technical with that, you know, or it's just like you kind of can say whatever you want to say with the repercussions that follow, but like it's you know, like how are you going to stop people from expressing? Yeah, back to expressions and actions you know mm -hmm. it's just like you know but like yeah it's, and i mean there's so many levels with that too where it's just like you think about like you know the you know the school shootings and you know back columbine ever the immediately metal music was blamed and marilyn manson you know, just like yeah where it's just this kind of you know it's like where do you cross the, where you draw that line, you know, where you're like, you know, where you, yeah, it's a tough one, man. Like, cause yeah. you know, for, for so, that 
same Marilyn Manson song or whatever might have saved somebody else's life. Right. Yeah. By being able to feel this cathartic feeling where they're like, somebody else hates people too, and now I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, no, I, I mean... Then we have, you know, pumped up kicks about it, you know, retroactively about that song, you know. Yeah, man. It, it, I mean, I know personally Marilyn Manson was got me through some tough times in 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 as a, as a teenager. You know, like I remember running around my room and having that teenage angst and being able to connect with loud music and and it really got me. You know, it, it really helped me. And right now, it seems like kids are being sort of used as. Um, as almost like a weapon. It's like because if you do this, then kids are going to kill themselves because you're not protecting the kids. And it's like, well, shit, man. I don't. At some point, parents have to take on responsibility too. And if your kid's going through something to the point where, like, a tweet or a uh, you know a song or a person is, you know, it, them hearing it or seeing it is going to make them want to take their own lives, then there's obviously something deeper and more going right. on here. And, and I know as a parent that it's hard to always know yeah, what you're... You blame the, blame the song or anything for that to a right. certain extent. We're, we're taking out the, the idea of, uh, of, of responsibility, of, of being responsible, and, and uh, you know, uh, what, what is that called just just being self-aware in general and and being aware of what your family is doing and i know people are busy i know it's hard to be a, be good parents and be there all the time and you know especially if you have three or four of the little bastards running around like you don't know what they're doing at all times but you but there has yeah. to be some sort of personal responsibility into the your creations and the things that you brought into this world and to to silence people because you're afraid of them seeing or hearing or doing something you know, like that that's going to drive them to jumping off of a roof it's like there's some more deep there's deeper shit at play here than that you know what i mean there's like they need help and like are you going to get them help are you going to you know are you going to step in and be a parent and and that's that's a huge part and so i feel like it's unfair for it's always the kids, right? Because when we were coming up, it was like the music. It, it, they were trying to censor music and, and all that shit, like South Park, you know, and the Simpsons and shit. They were just like, the kids are going to fuck it. But it's really, it's just like a lot of times I feel like it's they wanted to silence the the art that sort of calls out the system. And when you're yeah. talking about when you're talking about like back in the day when they were trying to silence N.W.A. and and and, and gangster rap. Uh, you know, a lot of that was talking out against the system, and no one likes that shit. And it, Marilyn Manson too, and talking about fuck, what are, you know, talking about the the hypocrisy and, and the evils of the church that can you know happen, and um, religion and such, like because religion can be a weapon as well. So it's just a very yeah. Let's blame GTA too. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just throw it all in there. Um, yeah. so it, so it's always, it's always like the kids are this weapon to push forward a narrative or to silence people, uh, into sort of, you know, what they want you to think and how they want you to think. And I just don't, that's just, that's not American. It's not American. Or maybe it is American because we've been doing it for a really long fucking time. We've been as Americans and as, as governments, I mean, the CIA has been involved in TV programming since what, since TV came out. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. It's like, 
So yeah, I, it's, it's. I mean, especially now too. It's just like, as much as it tries to be censored, it's still going to exist. It's still out there. It's, right. Kids getting put on the internet now and find anything. You know, it's like exactly. And you can find evil in all formats, <laughs> MP3, <laughs> video, and you know demons or whatever <laughs> yeah, christianity's like, killed more people available than in every format <laughs> um, yes in most formats there's always going to be something bad that that people don't like and it's like yeah man, I'm sorry. and that's part of it too where it's just like you know you can't be sheltered from that forever it exists you know it's yes it certainly does exist and it is coming for all of us <laughs> <laughs> and there's no there's no nerfing the world there's no like you know there's no people are going to get in really shitty situations there's shitty people in the world and and people should be prepared for that and i don't think kids are prepared for that at all uh i i, I just i feel like a lot of it is you know they're they're expecting um they're expecting the world to sort of bend around them and it's like bro if you were in if you were in Iran and you were, you know, trans at 13 or whatever, which, again, I'm nothing against trans folks. I love them all. Uh, but if you were to come out and declare yourself, you know, pan or whatever in Iran or Afghanistan right now, you, they'd fucking stone you to death. So it's like you got to understand that we're in a very um, – as much as our freedoms are sort of being encroached upon now these days, we are still in a, one of the freest places we could be to be ourselves and to find our way in this world. And there's just such a lack of, of acknowledgement of that. And I, I, I find it just it's disconcerting because I, the, you go to other countries and you're not going to get that treat, treatment. You're not going to get acceptance. And I know it's hard to fucking find acceptance in this country, too. I know that there's fucking transphobes, homophobes. There's fucking, uh, you know, there's racists and shit. That, that is obvious. But at least we are able to sort of express ourselves, express ourselves almost in, in a way that's not going to, um, you know, get us thrown off a roof. I mean, in most cases, <laughs> I mean, because we yeah. do have some fucking wild people here. You know, it's just like, you know, I think in a lot of cases, people that wind up being being actors or writers or musicians or whatever, they, they are, you know, they are crazy people battling with their demons and, and using that expression to keep them from doing something crazier, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, there's some, you know, even, you know, I, with my own music, I don't think I go in anywhere near any of these lines. But I think with your still, stuff, as a songwriter, as a lyricist, I do try to like bend some, you know, even if it's just like turning a word in a different way or mm. whatever. Where like, but also like writing a cathartic, angry song mm. like feels great. Feels great to write it. Feels great to perform it. You know, like you get it out. It's like it's, you know, you get it out of your system doing that way. It's like yes, and one I of these people that you know that, you know, it's, I think people that don't have those outlets are the ones that that 
actually do harm you yes, know yes exactly yeah you're 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 hitting it right there it's like this shit don't go away it doesn't go anywhere um you know there has to be a place for it to be out you know like whether it's on 4chan or reddit whatever it is there has to be sort of a place for this stuff to go because it doesn't go away uh, people are going to do it, 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 it. And you said it, you hit it right on the head. It's like you p- sort of push people into extremism when you start uh, telling them they can't do that. And, and, and you, you don't let them speak in a way that where, where there's no conversation. When there's no conversation, there's no way of sort of correcting that thought process, right? Like if you're not allowed to speak on something, if you're not allowed to talk freely about something, then how can people sort of work through these issues as a whole? Because right now we're just sort of pushing people in, in their own extreme ideals right now. And you can just see it as, as a country. We're div- so fucking divided and... and it, just the, the, nothing is n- there's no really cohesion going on right now and and people have this belief about the other person that's so extreme it's like if you're a republican then you're obviously a nazi and if you're an extreme democrat or a liberal it's like you're an extreme fascist you know like they're both yeah. saying the same shit about each other and no one wants to sit there and have the conversation because the conversation might offend somebody and it's like well fuck dude we got there's we're not going to get through this uh, with no one being offended. There's just no way we're going to do that. So it, 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 the conversations have to happen or else we're going to have people just sort of creating these f- fucking extreme factions of, of their ideologies. And that's how wars start. That's how yeah. <laughs> uh, civil wars start too, you know? It's 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 totally. not a great way. Totally. Um, but I, <laughs> I like how you're saying, you know, like, you, you, your idea of pushing the the boundary might be like you know uh, being a triceratops so you can be horny <laughs> from head to toe you know like <laughs> which which is a very playful way of of you know say it you know because a triceratops has horns and also being horny and like and I being got a sexual being on, on the live TV morning show the other morning <laughs> <It> felt great <laughs> <laughs> that's how I really feel exactly exactly I love that oh uh, uh, yeah. Know, that's the, maybe a very mild version of pushing the envelope, but it's still it's just like yeah, or it's just like that's what keeps things exciting. Where it's just like you know, it's like that's part of the stretch of the brain that happens when you do hear something new or 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 some new artistic expression. It's you know that's what keeps things interesting, keeps your keeps you growing it's like even if you don't like agree you know even even if you don't identify with that that art you know it's like part of his existence it's, i mean it's just like film too it's, it's just like think about all the film that has like really shocking gore and and like really extreme graphic scenes you know mm. and it's you know like i mean i guess just like with everything else it's like if you don't you don't agree with it you don't like it you don't want to partake in it don't do it it's like don't watch the movie don't don't listen to the song you know it doesn't mean it shouldn't exist right exactly coolly said horny on live tv thank you <laughs> thank you hulker yeah that, which is great i i love that you said horny on live tv uh, well, you see that too, like even with movies now, they're having all these problems with um, 
all these movies that were supposed to be these, uh, you know, Oscar home runs, they're all flopping. And a lot of it, a lot of people are saying is because there's a certain ideology that's being sort of rammed down people's throats. And people just are like, okay, we get it. Um, can we have like a good story? Uh, can we have, and I know like so many black folks who are so sick of like slave movies and stuff. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to shit on slave movies or any of this stuff, but when you look at the numbers, you do see sort of this, uh, this, this general consensus, right? Because, uh, Till, Emmett Till came out and I haven't seen it and I do want to see it. And I think that is an important story to be told in America for Americans to know about this, because that's what really started, you know, really, it really shined a light on the horrors that that black folks were facing you know in the south and and in these rural areas and and we're still you know living under these they were living under these super oppressive um uh regimes and stuff but 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 they spent like 35 million dollars on it and it brought in like eight emancipation which is um which is will smith's thing uh he's uh he's that that flop so you're seeing all you know like the new movie uh from pixar it has like um uh, a lgbtq lead in it and i think it's great and i think that people should see these see themselves in in film representation is important i believe but it you can sort of see a general consensus of like what we are sort of as a country here at least um it seems that people are sort of like we get it, we just want a good story. We get that things were horrible at one time. We get that people suffer a lot, but it's like holy shit, bro. It's like we we can't all the time be be have all these ideologies shoved down our throats and in, in such a way. I'm shitting on slave movies. I'm tired of that stuff because just because you became Wakanda fresh don't mean that it's not a black exploitation film made by Disney. Disney things. I think that people forgot about the songs of the South, another slavery classic. Unfortunately, it's like the woman NBA, NBA. Don't be mad if the audience that you pander to don't buy. Go woke, go broke as a true thing. Samo, uh, well said. I mean, it, it's and and again, it, I'm not trying to sit here and shit on slavery movies or anything because it is an important thing for people to understand like where we come from. But we also, but I think we get it. <laughs> we get where we're going here. And I'm not speaking on behalf of black people at all. I'm obviously I'm not black, uh, but it, it's uh, I, I do I do have a lot of black people in my family, and they <laughs> there's a general consensus. They're fucking over it. <laughs> 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 I mean, I talk, you know, like I I I, I talk to an array of people, and it, you you. It, it really is just like a, a, a snuff films and stuff. It's like, it's, um, it's, I don't know. It's just very, um, I don't know. But yeah, the end of the end, the, the WNBA thing is very funny because I just saw these people break down the, the, the numbers where they're like, um, the, the WNBA, they want to get, they don't want to get the same pay as the NBA, as the men, but they just want to make enough money that that uh, they want to make the same money like how the NBA does. How much uh, they want a piece of the profits is what they're saying. And when they did the numbers, the 
the fucking um, they lose about ten to twelve million dollars a year. The WNBA does to keep this thing going, and so they did the numbers. They were like, "There's twelve to fourteen people per team," uh, and there's like I don't know, there's like ten teams out there or something. So there's like 120 people. They did the math and they're like, "Okay, if it's negative twelve million divided by." <laughs> divided by 120 or something it's like so every end up every end every wnba player owes eighty two thousand dollars <laughs> because it doesn't make any money and so it's you know yeah. I, I don't know and, and i'm i don't play basketball and i don't fucking i don't care about sports so it to me it's just interesting it's interesting where we're at no that's wild to think of is with sports in the world of sports though because it's just like i mean i that i would believe that more in a in like a music industry sense but like mm. yeah. Know, but yeah it's just like every every big thing like that is like it's like there's so much loss involved in that you know it's not not everybody's just like rolling in the dough right right and and um the thing is that ladies are, I mean, they're killing it in the music game right now. If you look at pop and stuff, you know, a lot of women are dominating. I mean, look at, I mean, Rihanna is fucking killing it. She's a fucking billionaire. Taylor Swift. They're giving Taylor Swift her own movie now. <laughs> like They're just like, you know what? She can't go wrong. And I, I heard a podcaster talk about Tim Dillon, who's a comedian, but he's also has his own podcast. He was talking about, he's like, this is where movies are going. We're just going to give it to people who they know that their fan base is going to make, recoup the money. And so they're like, fuck it. Even if it's a piece of shit, she's writing it. I think she's directing it. And um, really? yeah, I, I believe so. I think that's how it's going. And she's a, uh, and, and, and the Swifties are going to come through. The Swifties are going to come through. They're going to support no matter what. And that, yeah. and that speaks volumes to where the music business is now. Because it's like, if you don't have your own music fan, if you don't have your own base for like these record companies to come like just basically milk off of, thank you, Mighty Mighty. Thank you so much for gift subbing. <laughs> Ant Hill, thank you so much. Love you, love you. Mighty, mighty. But I don't know, like... You know, if you don't have, if in order for record companies to even look at you, if you don't have like millions of followers on TikTok and Instagram, and if your music's not already doing well on its own, then they don't even want to look at you. And it's not like, at all. And yeah, and by by well, it's not just like moderately well, unless <laughs> you're just like in the multiple millions in numbers for anything. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you got you know, you get. You got a hundred thousand followers. Good for you, kid. Maybe you'll yeah. You know, yeah, maybe you'll do something. Keep working with that. at it. You know, and, like, but and then at that point, it's yeah, like you worked your ass. No numbers, you know. Like I, I just I, I hope that numbers in in real life aren't exactly always the same. <laughs> it's like if you look at my numbers, I should have just like hung it up years ago, man. <laughs> but, like, but that's the thing about it. It's like I don't feel like. I don't know, like, I know you still attain, you still want to get to that point where you have money and you're able to, you know, have an audience wherever you go, which is, I think, every artist's dream. 
but I think that's still something that's attainable and it might not ever be, you know, on the front of Rolling Stone, right? But it can be this thing where you do build a, a community and you do have people who support you and you're able to make money off of your art and you're able to travel around and do things that, you know, most people don't get to do uh, yeah. through your music. And, and that is possible. And to sort of, yeah. sort of, for a lot of people, for them to be like, I just want to be on Bieber's level all day, which is great. I aim high as fuck. I say always aim high. But you should also be okay with like creating a beautiful community that you're able to sort of, you know, live off of and 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 function for. You know, like oh, yeah. I, I think it's beautiful yeah. to live off music. Like I was living off music for five or seven. Five or seven, like five to seven years or something like that, until the pandemic came and took my job, uh, and then uh, and then I, I went and got a regular job. Uh, but you know that that was um, that was awesome. I loved it, and I want to get back to it. I just don't want to be hustling and staying up until four in the morning, and then have to a a, 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 a kid wake you up in the morning at like eight, and you like have to suffer through the day, like. I need to. I need things to work for me, and not for you know. Have to run around yeah. here, here, and there. It's just changed. Yeah. That, I mean, going back to how the pandemic's changed everything for a lot of people. But I don't know. Like you're able. Are so? Are do you? Um, do you primarily live off music? Is that your? Is that your main gig? That is that is my main broke income. Yes, <laughs> but it's beautiful, man. You you live. Yeah. You you're yeah. warm. You're you warm know, and you're healthy. You're able to do these cool things. Like it, it's a beautiful life to live as an artist, even if you are broke a lot. But it's I'm still traded for everything. I mean, even even mm-hmm. in the time where I'm like, why the hell am I still doing this? Like, it's just yeah. It's and I mean, I've kind of I've. Been, kind of base my whole existence around it too it's just like i mean like haven't really kept too many relationships around very long mm-hmm. you know including my marriage you know like how long are you married i don't want kids i don't mm. have kids you know yeah. like this is what i want this right. life is what i want and and it's exciting and because i never know what's going to happen next and there's always going to be something fascinating that happens and and yeah, it's com- I, I love I love the freedom of it. I love the adventure of it. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, but I also love the 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 real purity within it, where it's you know the reasons why I'm doing this now are very similar to the same reasons why when I started making music. That I wanted to do this where it's just like I really profoundly felt like that he- music can heal people and help people in lots of different ways and uh but that's why I'm still doing it too and I'm still doing it because I I I see the times and the moments where where that happens with other people and and I and that drives me you know it's just like if just doing the live streams every week. Like there, there are people that tune in like, like Justin, who's walking, watching right now. He watches the live streams almost every week. And, um, when like they, you know, they tune in and it's like, you know, I know how much they want to hear these songs and it makes me all just as more want to play them, you know? And, uh, but there's, yeah, there's just, it's a, (laughs) it is, 
a very singular life, very unique lifestyle. But I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. It's, it's who I am. It's what I love and do. I'm probably more passionate about it now than I've ever been. Wednesday, Wednesday therapy sessions with Cooley. Oh yeah, thanks, Justin. <laughs> that, that's that's nice, and that that's what it should be too. You know, it should be sort. Of, it, it should be this beautiful hybrid of of of, of expression and and mental gymnastics and and working things out and and sharing it with your community and and being able to you know have people who are happy to see you succeed and not have people who are just like mad at you for being good and you know just it, that it's 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 a beautiful thing that you can build around yourself through art and uh yeah man and 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 samo said keep keep going good sir it empowers me to understand the cha your chase of oh, fuck i fucked it up keep going good sir that empowers me to understand chase chase your passions oh yeah okay oh, yeah Anyways, Samo's got it. Samo knows. I, I'm interested in your your because you're you're an English major and um and, and we'll we'll start wrapping up here. But the you know you said that you just uh, wrote an article. What's up with the article? How do we, how do we yeah. read the article? So I just wrote an article for Songwriting Magazine, which is a publication out of the UK. It's kind of like the the UK's version of American Songwriter, hmm. and uh, that's on um. It's, I've posted some links on my Facebook and stuff like that, but it's like four bucks to get to download the issue, and I've been reading through it just because anybody who's like interested in songwriting or or songwriters at all is worth checking out because it's uh, lots. There's there's an interview with Julian Lennon in there, like all sorts of cool stuff. But uh, but yeah, I've I've. <laughs> I studied English because I mainly wanted to be better at writing lyrics because <laughs> I was getting a lot of flack about my lyrics when I was younger. I was like, I'm just going to nip this in the bud. Why, why were you getting flagged? Uh, just the same back to back to college days. Just those, those hipsters, hipster bloggers. <laughs> the hipster bloggers. So I was like, I'm going to show you guys. But, uh, I but, just dropped yeah. the link in the art in the in the in the show or bleh, I just dropped the link in the chat, y'all. If you guys want to go check awesome. out that. No, wait, is it is it called Song Dis Deconstruction Coyote by Shane Cooley? Um, no, that's another piece that they did on. Um, oh, they did this on you. So yeah, they put out that piece, and then over the summer, uh, I was asked to write a tips column mm. for songwriting. So uh, I, which I've. I've identified with a writer probably longer than I've even identified with being a musician. So like, <laughs> but I don't always have much opportunity to do that. So that was really fun cha challenge. And I wrote a little piece about, uh, about the impact of ditties, which ditties are, uh, kind of a loose definition, but I like P Diddy <laughs> a little, a little bit like P Diddy, uh, just, like a song that that is like kind of simple and possibly lighthearted but just kind of like effortless you know like the my triceratops song i wrote in like five minutes as a joke and it became a song you know whereas where instead of like being like completely like putting too much attention into detail into a song or 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 
putting too much on yourself to be like, I have to write this great song. Sometimes the best songs come out of these really like thinking, not thinking kind of states of mind. Like mm. One of the songs I talked about was Don't Worry, Be Happy, oh. which is a song to hate. And then I was like, actually, this is brilliant as hell. It is. <laughs> I, I, you know, like I, I, I kind of, it's one of those songs that you can love to hate, but I, I've always been a fan of it. But it, what's always been fascinating that he was able to have a number one hit with just, you know, his voice, right? It's completely yeah, acapella. that's a classic example because there's no instruments on that. Which wild, I didn't even know that till I did the research for this column. But uh, what I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to find. I'm on your. I'm on your Facebook page and I'm trying to find the link for it. I found here. I'll just do this. It should be. It's one of my pinned posts. Oh, it's pinned. Yeah. Hold on. Let me go back up. Uh, maybe I don't get pinned. That one. It's the one. Uh, the picture of me with the electric guitar there. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the pictures. So it's the cap. The caption for that group of pictures. Son of a bitch. How do I, I know? Oh, view post. Okay. Facebook is so weird. Yeah. There he is. So so then how can I drop a link? I don't see a link. I see the link to the <laughs> link. website. Yeah, that's the website. And then you uh just go on there and um download the latest you download the latest issue. I see. So you yeah. download the late okay, so you go to that link. That dropped in the show, and you can uh, download yeah. the latest. It's the latest issue that's out. Yeah, now. Ball Twenty Twenty Two. It's that cover with with those two lovely songwriter chicks on there. Yeah, some chickadees. You wrote a song about P Diddy, Sean Puffy, and and the baby with no mama. <laughs> oh, the the baby with no mama. Oh man, I shit. I'm I'm about to dig into that Twitter thread right now of, of Young Miami going off on academics. Oh, get out of the way, bitch. I'm just trying yeah. to show the thing. Maybe oh. I need to write a, a P. Diddy Diddy. A P <laughs> we need the P. Diddy Diddy, okay? Look, this says $3 per issue. R. Kelly says he's been writing P. Diddy's all day. Oh, what's up? <laughs> God damn it, P. Diddy. Uh, damn it, R. Kelly. Why'd you have to go and do all the weird shit? Uh, yeah, so everybody, you can go and here, I'll just drop this in there. And this will be in the show notes, too, if y'all are listening. So so you were able to sort of dive into these songs and, and sort of, uh, you know, expound on them and... and um, what so what about what about be don't worry be happy was the most striking thing that you learned besides it being acapella well i think i think it's just to me it was like or even any of the songs that you covered it doesn't have to be that song yeah well um it was it was actually it took me a little while to kind of like come up with my concept for that because it was basically you know, just like write down some tips for songwriters like, what the hell am i gonna do and uh, so I just came up with these certain examples of these songs that that just it's almost like more of a state of mind. Maybe they came from than the actual song themselves. Mm. One of the songs was a John Prine song that I talked about, which is a much more like much headier version of like a what one might call a ditty than "Don't Worry, Be Happy," where it's. Mm. But it's still this idea of this like this simplistic thing where it's like 
where you're not overly concentrating on the, the songwriting itself. You're just kind of getting lost in this simple idea or where, whatever, where it's, you know, like, where, like a song like Don't Worry, Be Happy isn't necessarily, a, doesn't have this serious quality to it where it's like trying so hard to be a great song. Mm. But that's what makes it a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Over, quite makes, but maybe I wrote it a little better than I can say it right now. That usually how it works. I write yeah. English well. I only speak English good. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, thank you, little John. Uh, but so so then, what would be uh, a good tip for someone besides like overthinking it? I think is kind mm-hmm. of where you're going with it. Like, don't overthink it. Sort yeah. of just tap that's in. Sort of tap in and let yourself go with the flow. Uh, what was another tip that you would give, you know, young uh, songwriters? Uh, I would say to be in a um, you know, like I said earlier, I love to go out and people watch. I, I like, I always like to have an open channel and kind of, kind of be present as much as I can. And it's just like, you know, it's, and I, Probably yeah, to be an open channel, but also to not to not be intimidated. <laughs> mm. It's like because it you know it's just especially when like you have a writer's block or you haven't written something in a while, and then it's just like there have been so many times over and over where I'm like I'm never going to be able to write a song again. <laughs> in like three weeks. What's going to happen? Like I've lost it, and it's just. You know, you can psych yourself out in so many ways. So it's just like, yeah, totally. The world, the world can do that to you enough on its own. So you don't need to do that to yourself. Yeah, sort of staying out of your own way. Thank you, Moving Dutchman. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you for that gift sub to Gigi. I don't know how to say that last name, but Gigi. <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah, man, that's a huge part of it. Is not is stepping, getting out of your own way. That took me so long to understand. Um, I, I mean, it seems like for you, it, 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 you got past one, that certain hurdle pretty quickly. I mean, you've been writing songs like full fledged songs since you're, you know, in your early teens. So, or, or, or am, do I have it wrong? Have you, I mean, I know, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten yeah. in your own way and stuff, since, I, well, yeah, I, but, but I, like, it seems I, like I, you've figured out a way to sort of, uh, get past those hurdles as you've gone, gotten older and gotten more experienced. Yeah, I think it's more of just like realizing that, you know, realizing those things are going to happen too. Mm-hmm. And realizing this is like, and realizing when like, you know, it's, when it's not going to happen too. It's just like if I'm super rock pro- bottom depressed, mm-hmm. like it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, I probably would be better off just, you know staying in bed and watching star trek that day you know <laughs> yeah. or just like but like that's okay you right. know it's just like you know it's i think i think a lot of musicians and artists put a lot on themselves and expect have a lot of high expectations uh, on themselves or their careers or or their goals or whatever and you know, there's. I've spent so much of my life sitting around wondering why I'm not elsewhere, where I should just be completely 
embracing where I am. Yeah. And make the best of that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that's beautiful. I, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um uh, Shane, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and giving us your time. The the Hi, brother. Oh, no problem. The the latest EP out is the Circus Rolls. And of course you can find uh the Forest, which is the the predecessor. Is that what it is? It's the album before that. Uh Forest is out on vinyl. You can go to his website if you just put it uh, I've dropped in there. Yeah, you can go to the website and find all those all the links to all the things. You can find the YouTubes and and the latest album. I made a little song whip for Circus Bro. So if you want to hear that right now, you can just go listen to that. Uh Shane, uh is there any parting words you want to leave us with before you uh you depart? <laughs> Aliens are real. <laughs> wait, wait. And do you believe that? Do you do you believe aliens are real? Oh yeah, I can't believe this. Do you this think is, now we're starting to talk about? Wait, this. do you yeah. do you believe that aliens have come to Earth? I think so. Hmm, okay. Pretty sure most of my friends are. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because I definitely believe that there's other beings out in the world. I'm not sure if they've come here. I mean, those UFOs or whatever they I'm call them. I'm open to all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all. We'll have to. We'll start with that next time. You're welcome yeah. back anytime. <laughs> special UFO segment. <laughs> we'll have an official one. Uh, Shane, you're welcome back on anytime. Um, and I'm sorry, I interrupted you with a question. Do you, do, you Aliens are real. <laughs> aliens are real. I love you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, keep talking to yourself out there.